Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go! There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Cover your cough or sneeze. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects. And remember, you're safer at home. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by Line 365 in this station. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. In the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go! This is God's Journey Child, Fed Old Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lebrine at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Majal's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majalsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majal's Products. Get yours today and get your faster results 
breaking the bank. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. I'm walking in authority, living life without apologies. It's not wrong, dear. I belong here, so you might as well get used to me. My mother may not be the queen. Somewhere in God's Word. 
because remember, the reality coach is all about liberating the mind in order to transform lives. That is what we're about, and anyone on here, that's what I pray that you're about. But before we get today's show started, let me say a quick little prayer because God knows I need him to take over this really quickly. The mouth, minds especially, and those that are listening, uh, those that give comments, those that are uh, here to help others, we definitely want to make sure that we always keep God first and foremost. So let me say a quick prayer so we can dive right in today's show. Okay, you guys? Here we go. And wait a minute, before I pray, some of you guys that are on here, I would love for you to open us up with a prayer sometime because I, 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 I don't want to know how to pray. Okay, so just start out, throw that out there, and anybody wants to take that bait and reel it in and get on that hook and let me off the hook, I'm all for it. Yes, I am. Okay, Heavenly Father, Father, our Father, we are indeed honored to be before you once again, praying that you will intercede and come and enter into this program, this podcast, to ensure that we say nothing that is not going to glorify and edify you and your word. Father, we ask that anyone on today's show that is getting on here to say a word of encouragement, a word of information, wisdom, or knowledge, Lord, we ask that you let it be from you. And if it is not, Lord, we ask that you clarify so everyone can get an understanding of what it is that you're saying through each and every voice on here. Father, we ask that you come in and bring harmony and peace and continue to allow us to be able to speak freely, real truth, real words of wisdom, real words of encouragement, real words coming from our hearts, Lord, that will help someone understand that you don't have to be perfect just as long as you strive to get closer to you. That is our purpose. That is our sole mission. We know that no one is perfect, Father. We cannot be because if it was, if we were, we would not have been, we wouldn't have had need for your son, Jesus. So we just thank you. And as we, as we get into the show, Lord, again, keep us covered. Let harmony and peace always abide, Lord. Let us agree to disagree and agree to disagree. And agree when we even, just be in agreement, Lord. Just be in agreement and at peace. And I thank you, Lord, and I thank you for all that you're doing through, with, for, and to us. It is in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. First, let me just greet a few people that are on here early. Uh, Hey, Bobby. Hi, Christopher. Hey, David. How are you? Oh, and a new view of Mel Stevens. Well, hello. Thank you for tuning in. Everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, again, anybody that wants to open this up with prayer or wants to give a word of encouraging prayer, please, please don't hesitate to just put it in the chat box. Do, 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 do. Hey, my brother Freddie, how are you? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, so today, if you haven't seen the flyer, I always try to give a flyer that makes us think and go outside of our comfort zone that makes us open up our mind to, 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 to broaden, to liberate it, to, to take it to another level other than the norm. And I don't know if I'm doing a great job of it or not, but, hey, it is what it is. This is what I try to do. That's my ultimate goal is to make things outside of our norm. So today's slide is, well, let me, let me explain why 
God gave me this choir. I had someone call to me, and she was saying, I get so tired of praying. Lord, I, I, I pray and sing. The harder I pray, the more things come at me. I said, girl, I know what it is to feel like you praying and you are you become the prey. And and you all uh, may not get that, but I get it. I don't know if some of you have ever experienced praying so hard in the spirit and just praying and praying and praying. And as soon as you get that one prayer, it seems like you get over that prayer, here comes something else, bam. It's like hitting you back to back, back to back. And he's just like, my God, how much more, Lord? How much more, Father? That's what I mean. Sometimes we pray so hard, and then all of a sudden we feel like we become the prey. And I, I, I y'all know, the reality coach has been going through some stuff. I mean, one thing after another. And I'm like, Lord, I'm praying. Not only am I praying, Lord, but I'm trusting you. And it seems like the more I pray, the tougher it gets. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't, I mean, it, it, it's from one extreme to the next. I mean, you guys, let me just give you my roll call of praying what? and seeming like the Satan is able to, 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 to keep praying on me while I'm praying to God. So here's what it is. Okay, you know, I lost my son in 2017. Well, first of all, he goes to prison. He comes home. Five and a half months later, he's gone. And then I'm sitting and I'm driving. I mean, soon as I feel like Satan has went on the spirit of, well, I'll tell you, the spirit has left me. Here comes something else. I'm driving down the street, and all of a sudden I get a phone call. Hey, tell me that's not you. Tell me that's not your son on TV. My only last son, my only living son now. He's on TV. I'm like, oh, my God. Lord, now I just leaned over my son Cash and told you, now, Lord, I, I, I don't understand it, but I trust you now, Jesus. Now, 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 now Jesus, you're going to have to go to go to our father and tell him something now. Look now. So, okay, I'm dealing with that. Okay, I done prayed and said, okay, Lord, give me a little more strength. Then I look up my favorite, one of my favorite sisters is gone. She's just gone. Boom, out of here. All of a sudden. And I'm just like, now, now y'all know I went and I went to pray. I didn't go to pray and I went to talking to God like, okay, Lord, pray. Okay, Jesus, I know you've given me a reason to go. You've given me the, you've given me the ability to go pray for myself. But right now, I can't pray. I got to talk. And sometimes y'all don't pray. Now, Father, now look now. Now, I, I, I ain't trying to pray right now. I need you to come talk to me. Send the Holy Spirit, send uh, Michael, the Archangel, send Peter, Paul, send them all. Let me get a roll call because somebody got to come and talk to me in this very moment, Father. So, okay, I get, I, 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 okay, I, I, I wrestle with that, and, I, and, and, and hey, I, I realize that ain't nothing I can do. So I finally get to some little piece of it. And then all of a sudden, my relationship goes haywire. I mean, every relationship I got seemed like it's going off the chain. And I'm like, okay, now I'm back before the Lord again. Now, Lord, I didn't pray about that now. Now, 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 now. And that's, y'all, this is how I talk to him for real. I get with, I get with my daddy sometimes. And you know what I'm realizing? It ain't doing no good to get with him because he's already with me. So, I, I mean, sometimes that's what he does. He puts you through some things. So maybe you ain't, Dorothy, maybe you ain't really got with him you always carrying him with you, but you need to get with him. So I'm like, okay, 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 I'm with you, Father. I'm with you. Got my undivided attention. So then I get past that, and then all of a sudden here, Lord, I go to see my grandmother on Saturday, and on Sunday, y'all, she gone. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. How much more, Father? How much more, how much more, how much more? So, you know. 
there I go again. Now, now, Dad. Now look at here now. I done, I done, I done just about ran out. So then I'm like, okay, Lord, I, 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 I you know, you get to scratching your head, you just get to doing all kinds. Lord, 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 you just get to doing all kinds. Of, I don't know about y'all, but I just get to doing all kinds of things because it gets, it gets heavy out here. And I'm praying, and I'm yet trying to walk. Uh, walk this walk, live this talk. I'm yet trying to do everything that does say the Lord. Now, I ain't perfect. I still do some things that ain't quite right. But God knows my heart. My heart is so pure, Lord. I got a pure heart and see like everything is hitting me and it ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, that's when God said it's simple. You have to understand when you are serving me, the road is never going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. It gets easier, but it's always going to be trial after trial because that is what Satan's job is to do, is to bother those that are sincerely seeking righteousness and keep you going before the Father, keep you studying the Word, Keep you doing that because what I realized the answer was simple, but it was hard to believe. We wrestle not against flesh, but against spirits and principalities. Spirits and principles. And I'm like, you know what? Hmm. Now that makes perfectly good sense, Lord. You're not wrestling against anything but the spirit which is your fleshly man and your spiritual man. The principle and the principality. You basically, Dorothy, if you don't trust me, you are going to always feel like your prayers are going up in the ceiling and going no higher than where you are, and you will always feel like you are the friend, no matter what. Because that is Satan's job. Is to keep you in topsy-turvy, keep you seeking something. But see, because of your heart and the pureness in your heart, you know that I brought you too far to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you, my word. You, that's when, Dorothy, again, I always say this. That's when, Dorothy, you got to go back and realize you can't carry me on you. You got to put me in you. That's when you got to hide those scriptures in you, Dorothy. So when something comes up that's too big for you, you got to get some of my word and start saying it out of your mouth. Saying it in your prayer. Incorporate my words in your prayer. Because that's one thing that spirits can't handle. They can't handle the spirit of God. They might be able to handle your flesh, Dorothy, but they can't handle that spirit that dwells in you. That, that spirit that dwells in you that I have, because greater is he that is in me than he that is out here. So those spirits can't handle, Dorothy, when you really get the word and you start putting, incorporating those words in your prayer life. You know, Dorothy, you got to say, he that dwells in the place, secret place of the most high. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, what can mere mortals do to me? Fret not thyself of evil. Dorothy, you got to get some words in you, so when you start coming up against these spirits, you got to know how to pray 
in order to keep from feeling like you are the prey. Because that's Satan's job. He wants to sift you like wheat dough. He wants to keep you thinking that I am not there, but I'm ever present. I don't ever leave you. And I don't forsake you. But I know that I can sit back and allow you to go through some things so you can see how much I love you, Dorothy. When you're going through something and you're praying and you constantly feel like it's something keep attacking you, you constantly feel like you are the prey, just know that it's only for me. To, well, this is what he gave me. And I'm sure he's given some of you this. Even though you keep going through stuff, you keep praying and trusting and believing. And if you go back and you check that past, you will see that that too passed. And then that's when you got to go beyond the surface. Go beyond your mind, Dorothy. You got to get it big in your heart. Dig down off inside so you can know how to sincerely pray. And I'm telling you, y'all, when I sincerely pray, I get up like I am Goliath. I, I, I get up looking at Goliath, and I become David, and I just keep walking, y'all. I keep on moving. And those of you who know me know that I get hit a lot. And you see me yet smile because at the end of the day, I know that it's all a smoke screen. So, y'all, I'll begin to look beyond what I see. Because I know that Hebrews 11 and 1, and when God gave me this, it blew my mind. Most people, you ask them about Hebrews 11 and 1, they'll say, um, faith is the substance of things helpful, hope for, the evidence of things unseen. Well, you know, God had me go back and he had me look at that scripture. And when I really looked at that scripture and I began to meditate on it, I noticed that now was the key word, because it says now, comma, now, Dorothy, now, pay attention to now, and put a comma right there, because I'm getting ready to show you something, Dorothy, now, comma, faith is the substance of things hoped for, okay, I read that again, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, Okay, God, and, I, and, and y'all, I'm telling you, this is how I've been talking. Okay, Lord, what are you trying to show me? Lord, what, uh, my Lord, what are you trying to show me? And he said, the key component, now, now let's just take out the substance of things hoped for there in your life. Because you can look back and see where I brought you from. And you're still in your right mind. In spite of everything you've been through, you're still in your right mind. Because you know what you did, Dorothy? You prayed, and you know what you do? You get up, and you keep on going. And you live your life in the evidence unseen. Y'all, I don't, I, 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 I mean, when my son is laying there in that, I'm like, Lord, I don't understand it, but I trust you. I trust you. And I'm going to keep moving. When my son gets put in jail, I say, Lord, I trust you. I don't understand it, but I'm gonna keep moving, and I can, and I start speaking things that I want in my life. I'm not living in the substance of things I'm hoping for. I'm living in the evidence of things unseen. And the one thing that I live with, I live with the fact that I know God has got me. And if He don't got me, He can came to get me. And I'm good either way. I'm good either way. And that's where God wants us to be. In spite of what you see in front of you. Because you know, Dorothy, beyond a shadow of a doubt, 
I have carried you when you when you couldn't when you couldn't see your way through nothing. I carried you. You have never been to pray because the effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. If you allow yourself to think that these little things that are happening to you makes you become praying, then you better go back and start praying again and revise that prayer and put my words in that prayer, Dorothy. You got to put my words back on you because Isaiah 55 and 14 or 55 and 11 states, my word will not return back void. Dorothy, you got to put that word, put my words out there. Use my words in your prayer because I'm going to honor my word. But Dorothy, here's the key. Now, I know you ain't going to be perfect, but you just can't be out here doing any and everything that you want because guess what? If you're not trying to get yourself right with my word, nothing in this Bible is promised to you. The only thing that you're going to get from this Bible, Dorothy, that's promised to you, if you're not trying to line up with it, and I ain't talking about all these other, I mean, these other Bibles are wonderful, but I'm talking about that King James Bible where you had to, Dorothy, you had to learn to differentiate between be got thou and go thou and all of them thou's and all of them words. You had to learn to differentiate between all of those. So I'm saying that Bible ain't nothing promised to you in this, in that Bible, but this. That's promise. All of us going to get that. Ain't no way around that. We all going to get that. That is the one thing, whether you for Christ or against Christ, you're going to get that without a doubt. But now all of these wonderful things, all of these things that come with the trials and the tribulations, Dorothy, they are promised to you. You just got to believe. When you pray, believe it and live in the evidence of things unseen. And, you know, I heard from, I think it was Zig Ziglar. I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the greatest speakers. Or it may have been Les Brown. I don't remember who it was, but it was someone, and they said something like this. And somebody might be able to help me with this. If you want to go on a vacation, pack your bags. Pack your bags. You, you don't know when you're going to go, but because you prayed and you've asked God to let you go on a vacation, pack your bags. Live in the evidence of things unseen, I guarantee you. Y'all can try this because I didn't try it. Whatever I ask God for, if I ask God for some money, you know what I do? I go and I start out with $1. Now, Lord, you say you will multiply this. You say you'll multiply this $1. Now, your word says you'll multiply this money. Y'all, I have tried it. And when I put that over there and I don't touch it and I say, God, you're going to multiply it. And I start living and doing what I'm keep on moving, living in the evidence of things I'm saying, y'all, before I know it, that $1 turned into $100, and I don't even know. It don't just happen on its own. Now, I got to have some faith with that now. See, that's the problem that I was having, you all, before I learned how to pray in order to keep from feeling like I am the prayer. I started putting work into it because faith without work is dead. You can't expect to pray a prayer and then don't get up and work the prayer. Because then you're going to do it. You get up and you think I'm just going to do everything. No, I tell you, my word is sufficient, but you got to do something too. What are you going to do to show me that you are worthy, Dorothy? You got to put some work in. I got to know that you got to put some work in. So I get up, y'all, and I put the work in. I do what I got to do because if I want that $1 to grow, 
I may not be able to put another dollar with it, but guess what? If I go up here and I help Sister Janie, without thinking I'm going to get anything in return, guess what she'll turn around and do? God will lay it in her spirit to bless me with something. That's what you got to do. I don't go into anything with expectations of anything but the glory of God. My heart is pure. Like today, my job, we, 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 we were all going to give a donation or whatever. Well, people didn't get it to me. But you know what I did? In spite of what I didn't get, I went ahead and I did it. And, y'all, you know what? Watch, mark my word. God's going to multiply that seed because I did it with love no matter what. Do what you're going to do for Christ with love, and I promise you, I, you, can, you can take this promise to, 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 to the bank. I promise you, if you do everything for God with love, you pray about it, and if God say do it, do it, and don't worry about it. If you, if God say give, even in church, sometimes y'all know this is a harvest. I mean, y'all know I wrote a whole chapter on the art of giving in the book, The Reality of Abuse, The Aftermath, and The Recovery. Honey, I wrote a whole book on this now. It was hard for me to understand when giving. Because when they get up and they ask me, the Lord says somebody's going to give me $100, 10 people going to give me $100. Well, I ain't one of them 10 because he ain't told me nothing like that. I ain't heard him say nothing like that. Not to me. Y'all, but then when I did hear when I do give, y'all, I give. And when the Spirit hits me to give, that's why I tell people, you don't have to beg nobody for nothing. Because I guarantee you, if God is, has intended for someone to give you something and you put it out there, you can say it one time. And that one time, everybody will jump up. God has told them already. Now, this is what happened to me. I remember I was in the church and they told me that uh, somebody was going to sow a $1,000 seed. Well, you know, I'm like... Lord, I ain't even got twenty dollars in my purse. I sure wish I could give a thousand dollars, but I ain't got twenty dollars. So I can't that even talking to me. But y'all, my heart was convicted. It was like God said, "Give what you got, and watch me help you get that thousand. You know, I'm sitting in this church looking like, mm, mm, no, that ain't the Holy Spirit talking to me right now. Cause see, first of all, I'm hungry, and I ain't got but twenty dollars. After I leave church, I'd already said, "Don't give me a piece of chicken." With that twenty dollars, so I know the Holy Lord. Now I know you told me to. No, you ain't talking. No, but now I knew it was the Holy Spirit telling me, "Get up, get up, trust me." This is before I got to this, this, this able to use that now. Now that now, uh-uh, no, ain't no, no. I'm still in hoping stage at this point. But you, you it, I just couldn't sit there. I, it was like, it was like I became a floating individual. I was floating up there with my twenty dollars. And y'all, believe it or not, I was able to give that $1,000. And I promise you, since I have given that money, I have never, now I've been close to broke, 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 broke. But I've never had to, I, I've never had a worry. I, I have trusted God. And ever since then, you all, when God tells you to do something, you do it without worry, without concern, and you just get up and do it, I promise you, it's going to come back to you more than once. More than twice, it's going to come back over and over because God knows he can trust you now. He can, you can hear his voice. You can hear him. And it didn't necessarily have to come monetarily. It could have came when my lights was due. I didn't pay my bill, but my lights stayed on. you got to find it. God don't always bless you where you can physically see it. Sometimes you got to see beyond where you are and realize that a blessing is a blessing. 
Life staying on when you ain't paid a bill is pretty good. And let me tell you what happened. When I gave that $1,000, y'all, I did not. I, I had a salon at the time, and when I had that salon, I had two more, basically two mortgages. I had a house payment, and I had a salon payment. I had water bills, two water bills, two light bills, and two gas bills. And it was very tough because I didn't have a salon full of people paying me, so I'm paying over here and I'm paying over there. So I'm like, Lord, I got in trouble with my house notes. And I'm telling you, I started receiving those foreclosure letters, and I don't know if y'all have ever received any, but I'm telling you, I received foreclosure letters. And I had two sons I'm trying to take care of by myself, and I'm still trying to hold on to this salon because God said that I could, well, I, God didn't tell me. I just said that I want to bless people with a nice place to work, a black-owned salon with a nice place to work. That was my thinking, my thought. Now, I, I, I did it and, 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 and went on, and I'm telling you, I kept getting those foreclosure letters, but let me tell you what I kept telling Satan. No, my father gave me this house, and I'm going to tell you, God gave me this house. And I knew he gave it to me because when I got this house that I am in, I did not have the proof. I had an approval, but I was not approved. I came to see the house, and the man said, if you want it, it's yours, but I need you. And he gave me the keys, but he said, I need you to bring me those keys back tomorrow because I promised someone that I would show them the house tomorrow, and my word is my bond. I said, yes, sir. And I said, but I haven't, I don't have the paperwork. He said, God said, you can have it. He gave me the keys. I kid you not. It happened back in 1998. So then, I, I and I ain't seen that man since then, y'all. I ain't seen him since. That's unusual. But anyway, so I came back the next day, and I handed him the keys, and the, the, the woman, she said to me, she said to him in front of me, I'll give you 75000 right now. He was asking seventy one. She said, I'll give you $75,000 cash right now. You know what the man said? It's already sold. Now, y'all, I'm standing there looking like, I ain't gave you no money, no paperwork, no nothing. But that's how God will do when you do what he tells you to do. He will bless you in, 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 in a way that you, it'll blow your mind. My mind was blown. So then I, I, I went on, and, and so I, I, you know, I'm ecstatic. I'm like, well, okay, all right, well, then, you know, and I'm looking at this house, and I'm like, well, I don't have the 70. I wouldn't approve, but but for 71, he was wanting 72. Five. So anyway, I said, well, Lord, I don't have it. So the Holy Spirit said, ask him how much he will take for it as he is. So I asked him, said, how much would you take for it as he is? He said, 61. Now, y'all know I was approved for 71. Are you talking about getting happy? And I was like, well, Lord, now I got 10000 to fix it up the way it needs to be fixed up. And, 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 and I'm telling you, when I said he blessed me beyond measure, the whole house was carpeted for $700. Where do you get carpet for $700? A whole nice carpet. The whole house. I mean, every, it was, everything was done. There was no floor. Everything was done for under, 50, well, it was about maybe $2,000. The whole house. How, that was nothing but God. So then let me go on back up to my story. Let me get back up to y'all. I know I, get, I go on. I just want, I'm such a visual person. I want to give you a clear picture. So let me go on back to where I was. When I was getting those foreclosure letters, I was telling them, and I just want y'all to see how God will, God will take care of you if you believe. And if you don't treat yourself like you are pray, your prayers will always come through. So anyway, I kept getting those foreclosure letters, and I told I said, nope. My daddy gave me this house. 
They will call me on the phone. I started avoiding them. God said, don't you avoid them. You answer them because I gave you this house. You stand in holy boat. You answer them. You don't avoid nobody because the silver and gold is mine. Okay, nobody take nothing that I gave you. So I finally started answering. They, they, um, Miss Patterson, uh, did you get the? You, you do realize you're about to be foreclosed on? I said, oh no, I'm not. My daddy gave me this house. And the woman was like. On the phone, see, they didn't know what I was talking about. Cause see, God will give you a strange tongue when you believe, when you, when you, when you, when you really believe. I, my tongue was strange because she's looking at me. She listening on the other end. I'm sure she's looking at that paper. This woman that lost her mind. She don't see that she, she about to be foreclosed. She told my daddy gave it. Your daddy can't give you something you ain't paid for, and he ain't either. Well, you didn't tell your debate. She was probably telling me, saying, your daddy needs to come down here and pay this note if he gave you this. How he he behind on his money? He needs to give you the money to pay this note. So anyway, fast forward, every time they send me a letter in the mail, I put it in Chapter 13, the trash. I would put it in Chapter 13, the trash can. And so finally, I did that so much. Finally, they called and they said, Miss Patterson. And I and I just got to my wits end, y'all. I was about to give up on everything. I mean, I was just like, Lord, I can't take no more. I can't take this salon no more. I can't take this house no more. I just want to move and just move into me something that I can keep and afford and go get me a place to work in and just do what I got to do. So then the Holy Spirit just came in, y'all. And when I tell you, he came in and he turned that thing around because I said, Lord, I've had enough. I went sincerely, Lord, you said you gave me this house, and you said you wouldn't take it. You gave, I know I ain't did right, Lord. I know I've done, I, I know I was careless, but if you just to help me save my house, just keep a place over my, get, keep, give me a room. Uh, you ain't even got to save this house. Just give me somewhere to live, Lord. Let me tell you what happened. That phone rang. Right when I was in tears and breaking down, Lord, I just wanted you said I could give people. You said I could do these things. You said that I could do all. You can do all things, and I can if I will. You can do if I'm willing. Lord, I was willing, so I did it. But maybe I didn't do it right. But let me tell you what happened. So then, right when I was crying, and I mean, I was, I'm talking about that good cry, that cry where you, you got, y'all forgive me, but I'm just saying, I had snot, I had tears, and I had stuff. I was just a mess. Eyes red, knees hurt, nose hurt. You know, you, that good cry where you can't breathe, that, that where you're all stuffed up. Y'all, if you don't know nothing about it, please don't have to have ever have to have a cry like that, cause that's a hard cry. Cause you get and then you, but you know what? You're gonna go sleep good after that cry. It's like that. That's a good whooping when you was little. When you got that tail pull up, you would sleep real good. So that's what happened. So anyway, I, I was at my wit's end. And I just fell on my knees and said, Lord, I can't take no more. I give up. The phone rang. I knew it was my mortgage time because, honey, I remembered the number because they didn't call me so much. Uh, Miss Patterson. Yes. I'm trying to sound strong and tough. Yes. Yes. Well, this is, um, I forgot the name of the person, but we're from the, uh, the, the foreclosure department, but we want to try to see if we can get you to keep the house. We want to put you... Uh, yeah, that ugly cry. Yes, Bobby, that ugly cry. That's it's an ugly cry. Yeah, you sure right. You know about it. it's an ugly cry. That ugly cry. So um, we're here to uh, see what we can do to um, help you save your house. Y'all, I'm looking at the phone and I'm like, "Did you? What you say?" Now back then I had a flip phone. Uh, the flip phone slipped out of my hand for some reason. I dropped it because I, I was so nervous. I'm like, did you? I said, excuse me, you want to help me save my house? Yes. Um, so, Miss Patterson, now, mind you, 
I'd been in the house two years and hadn't made a note. Two years, that's unheard of. And they still didn't foreclose. So you can't tell me what God won't do. You can't tell me. Now, this is when I started living in the evidence of things I'm seeing. See, after that happened, oh, let me tell you. Let me, oh, let me slow down. Whoa, hold my mute. Hold my mute. Okay, so then um, they said, Miss Patterson, what can you pay? But now, you know, I feel my help coming now. I mean, now, now, now I'm getting, you know, we're getting, we're getting our own flesh real quick. So I, I, I get excited. I say, excuse me, what what you say? Well, Miss Patterson, what can you pay? I said, um, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask my daddy. I'll call y'all back. Now, mind you, I'm telling her I'm going to ask my daddy and I'll call them back. And guess what? And I'm thinking that they get ready. Okay, well, Miss Patterson, when you get it figured out, call us back. That's how God will do it. That's how he works. So guess what? I called him back. We made the arrangement, and I'm still in this house to this day. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? So now I do still feel like sometimes I'm praying. I'm the prey, but I know that you can't touch nothing that God has a covering on or a hedge of protection around. So now, even though I go through a lot of things, y'all, I'm telling you, faith in the flesh, this is what this woman is. The reality coach is faith in the flesh, and those that know me personally know I I don't, it, it can't be nothing but faith, because there's no way I can keep going the way I go. I, I, I got every reason in the world to go in there and lay down and quit. The bigger reason in the world is to let everybody see the manifestation of what faith looks like. That must have seen faith. I don't care what these people say. I don't care what they're doing. I, I'm still going to get right. I'm still going to rise, and no, I am not praying when I'm praying. And if Satan thinks that, then that's on him. Let them think, let them think what they want to think, because guess what? I know no weapon formed against me is ever going to prosper. And everything I can say, everything that I go through, trust me, God's got it. He has got it. He's got you. So learn to pray. And when you pray, you get up and you shake the dust from your feet and you keep it moving. And you just know that he is God. Be still and know that he's God. I ain't talking about be still and just sit there. I ain't, I ain't saying just be still and sit there. I'm saying go to work. Keep yourself moving. Y'all, I'm sorry I didn't talk so much. I guess Holly had to get off the phone. But anyway, uh, let, me, let me just say this. Faith without work is dead. If you're praying, put God's scriptures in it, incorporate it in your prayer, and I promise you, you will see things start happening. Things will start moving. Things will start changing. Life will become so much easier to bear. Um, Chris, is there anybody on the line? Yes, Coach, there is. We have Chaplin in the building. What's good, Chaplin? Hey, Chaplin. How blessings, are you? Blessings, blessings. I am well. I am graced. Bless the Lord. Listening to that testimony, we should all be fired up. <laughs> Especially in these days, I, I, people people are losing a lot of things. So that was a great, great, uh, encouraging word right there. So, have you ever, yes. 
you being a chaplain, and, and when you go into some of these locations that you go into, how do you how do you handle that? I know because a lot of a lot of predators exist in there, and a lot of oh. them they're looking to prey on the man of God. Yes. Yes. So how, how do you how can you share with the listeners how to uh, how you I guess per se put on the full arm of God? What is it that you do because you go into some of the most dangerous places? With, with all types of evil spirits and, and things going on. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Um, Coach, I'm going to tell you, you know, very intimidating ministry to the natural eye. Uh, you have to be ordained and anointed by God to do any type of ministry. It's, it's a specific assignment. But prison is really unique. Um, because you're dealing with some of the most dangerous people in terms of the crimes they committed. Um, and so what I've learned over the years is I have to fast. Now you say, well, what, that has, what does that have to do with anything? Well, it, it humbles me and allows me to lean on the spirit more. Um, and Jesus said, when we fast, so that means we have to eventually, we should fast not like the Pharisees wanting to be seen, but fast unto God who sees all things. So fasting, prayer, and study builds my spiritual muscles to go into territories that are very imposing to the natural eye, and it gives me uh, fortitude, uh, firepower. I've seen the spirit of God move and, you know, men who murdered and gang lords break down like baby boys in front of my eyes. I've never seen anything like it, like doing prison ministry. Extraordinary anointing that destroy yokes. These intimidating men, men are so intimidating that the, the correctional officers would kind of warn us about them, okay? But the power of God is in any demonic force. So that's one of the ways that I've learned over the years. Uh, and then God will inspire me and tell me things, um, what to do and what's going on uh, with with the particular uh, prison, what's going on with the warden. And he would give me insight, you know, and would give me a lot of confidence going in. And then the messages would be very profound and very prophetic um, and very rhema, rhema type word. Um, and so I'm not surprised. Um, there were times that I've gone in and, you know, the Lord said it was going to be uh, a particular type of warfare coming against the work. And so I would, I would pray. He would tell me to pray. Don't just, you know, start your normal routine. So we have to be very sensitive. So I would just pray for like maybe 10, 15 minutes before I even started. And something would just break. So the spirit... The Bible said the Holy Spirit would lead and guide us. It's all true. He would lead and guide us. So we have to be led um, because this stuff is very wicked, but we have power over the enemy. Um, and the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear. Now, fear comes, but it's not of God. So even though we feel it emotionally, we can't let it uh, grip us. And suppress us where it chokes out faith. 
So although I've been intimidated by things, I didn't let it grip me, right? And I and I just I had to hold on to faith, and faith has kept me all these years um, in some of the most dangerous situations. So that's 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 what I can say about it for me. Um, and I think you know we all go through different challenges and different forms of life, ministry, family, whatever. Um, but I will not allow myself to be prey for the enemy when greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I've learned that it's not about me, first of all. It's never about me. God is able to keep us if we hold on, if we're honest, if we humble ourselves, uh, and, and that's it. So so the the key component for you is you said something that I, now, 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 I, I need to get better at this, uh, fasting. So that is that is a key element in, in your breakthrough with people. When you go into these, these, these areas, that fasting is very helpful for you. Well, and let me a little bit more, elaborate a little bit on that. It's a biblical principle. When you look at Daniel's life, Daniel fasted. You know, Paul the Apostle fasted. Uh, Jesus Christ himself fasted. Moses, you know, it, it's a crucifixion. It, it, first of all, you're going against nature, right? Eating is not a sin. So if you stop eating, what you're saying is you're following biblical principle, um, and then you're saying, God, this is how serious I am. I'm willing to give up something for you. And when you move into prayer, now you're getting into the spirit of faith and prayer, and God will honor that. It really destroys self like nothing else. It destroys bad addictions and habits and habitual things, habitual sins, and it gives you firepower. It's biblical. Is something that we need to implement more readily in our in our Christian walk, um, you know. And God will honor it. He will definitely honor it, and it's, it's in the Word. So that's that's absolutely true for me. Oh, so it's biblical. Yeah, because you know, and and that, and, and and I now ironic you say that because God gave me something when He said the hundredfold blessing. There are three things that I, I discovered that you need to do in order to get the full blessings that God has intended for you. You have to uh, pray, you have to give, and you have to fast. Now I've right. mastered them first two, that praying and fast that praying and giving, I've mastered them, but that fasting. Woo Well just like you just said, that fasting, you say, Woo, that's that's it. <laughs> Because you're going against nature. You're going against nature, the human nature of eating. And your flesh craves, right? So when you give that desire to God, it is very honorable. God honors it because this is his word. He taught, Jesus said, you have to fast. And when you fast, don't fast like the Pharisees. The Pharisees fast to be seen of men because they wanted men's reward. This is in Matthew, mm-hmm. I believe, chapter 5, chapter 6. And 
he said, don't fast like them. Fast in secret. Anoint you, wash your face, anoint your head, and don't appear to men to be fasting. When your father mm-hmm. sees you do that in secret, he rewards you openly. You want to get more revelation from the Holy Spirit? You want to get gain more anointing? Because remember, it's the anointing that destroys the yoke of the enemy. So you have there has to be a price to pay for the anointing to to get stronger in your life, right? Mm. It's going to cost oh, your wow. flesh. It's going to cost your flesh. You know, you have to pay the price to gain an, an anointing for the ministry, to gain an anointing to live for Jesus. Mm. Remember, he said that you must. Bring forth fruit. John said in John 15 that we must bring forth fruit. This is how God is glorified, the fruit of the Spirit. That's a price to pay. That's not that's not human nature to do that. There's nothing in our human nature to produce fruit. Love and peace and joy and patience and long suffering and temperance and faith and goodness. No, that's the that's the spirit of God. That's his nature. So what price are we going to pay? To produce fruit It's a cutting of the flesh A crucifixion of the flesh Right mm-hmm. And a lot of times Christians We don't understand this We don't want to grasp because it's, you know. But there's a grace Everything is about grace with God But we have to go through that In order to be uh, Fruitful And productive In ministry With power Remember, Jesus said we have power after the Holy Ghost will come upon us. He said in Acts 1 to the disciples before he ascended back to heaven. you got to have that. And that's the spirit of the Lord. So absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I had just came off, you know, I had just came, before I met you and and Pastor Chris, I was challenged to go on a, a retreat for 30 days. And um, it was something I never did before. My kids were in Atlanta, and um, it was something that God challenged me. And it was no phone. I don't do TV. I haven't watched TV. But, you know, I took TV cable out of my house 2012, so I don't do TV. But I shut the phone off for 30 days, consecrated, fasted, and I never did nothing quite that long before like that because, you know, with a big family, it's very hard to get away like that. But the situation Worked out where I can do it, and it was it was unbelievable, unbelievable. Right before I met you all, and uh, wow. we 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 have to we have to let God stretch us. Um, we have to let Him stretch us because the mind has to be renewed by the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord helps us to pray. Paul said in Romans eight, we don't know how to pray as we ought, but it's the Holy Ghost, the Spirit that. You know, pray and help us with groanings we can't utter. You know, it's, it's the spirit. We we have to worship God in spirit and in truth. This is a spiritual walk. This is not a carnal walk. It's not a right, carnal walk. Right. Right. You have to. Wow. Ask, every Christian need to ask themselves this, and I'm gonna shut up because I can talk. Every Christian need to ask themselves, what can I give God? Mm-hmm. What can I give the Father? Because He's given me everything. I need to give him something. That means you have to make a sacrifice and be willing to cut something. And I'm not talking about sinful stuff all the time. Everything is not just sin, 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 right? 
if you're right. watching five hours of TV a day, only watch two and give him the rest. Right? Well, let me let and, me let me share with you this. Let me tell you what I did. I had said, and I tried to figure. I tried to do something simple. My fast was when I tried this fast, this fasting. I said I'm gonna fast for thirty days, and I'm gonna just give up drinking. I'm just gonna only drink water. Man, I tell you, I saw all kinds of good drinks. It seemed like every time I looked at the TV, they had a good. I mean, and, and it was the the water just <laughs> bubbling up, the glass just chilled full, cold with all the, the the carbonation in it, the fruit. I mean, I never seen so yeah. many drinks on TV. I was like, Lord, have mercy. I thought this would be easy. That wasn't easy, but I made it. And I did Amen. get stronger in the anointing, and I did get more power. So I do understand exactly what you're saying. Thank you so much, Chaplain. I tell you, you're always so enriching and enlightening. I, I, I can't thank Bless you enough for just sharing with us. Thank you Bless so much. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Chaplain. Okay, we have other people. Chaplain, you can, you're more than welcome to stay on. I mean, I just got other people on, and I want to give them an opportunity yeah. to say Absolutely. something. Absolutely. I'm on. Amen. Amen. All right, Coach, we have two more callers on the line, 5221 and 8829. Welcome to Dorothy Patterson, well, the reality coach. Well, that seems like that's Ms. and and Mr. Sly Guy. I think that's who that is. I think those are two of my favorites. <laughs> yep, there's that lad, and there's the fireworks. All right, well, Ms. Firecracker, I know you got something to say. Yes, I do. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey, Ladybug. Well, I'm a firecracker. Hi, fly fly guy. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. It's How fly. are you? Thanks. Fly, everyone. It's fly S-L-Y, guy. not F-L-Y. It's S-L-Y. He's fly. He's smooth with it. Okay. <laughs> oh, my bad. Fly guy. There you go. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Well, when I saw okay. the topic, and you know, you 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 be playing be playing with those words, and those words are catching. So I guess they do what they're supposed to do. I said, "How do I pray when I am praying?" And I kind of meditated on it, and uh, the Lord gave me, "Yes, you you are praying. You and every Christian at some point is praying because you are praying to sin." And I was like, oh, okay. So how do a sinner, how do a sinner pray, how do a Christian pray when they are in sin? And I, I thought back to a conversation I had had uh, some years ago, does God hear a sinner's prayer? Well, the words say that he does not hear a Christian's prayer that's in sin. Um, you have to wow. repent. You have to repent and get forgiveness and feel repentance. Not just say, Lord, I'm sorry, but actually feel repentance. So there is a way that you have to pray when you are praying to to some type of sin when you're a Christian. And as long as you're sinning, you are not going to get your prayers answered. So I said, okay, well, let me do research and see what the church say about how you can get your prayers 
answered when you are in sin or have committed a sin. And it didn't it, it didn't go in the roundabout way. It was straight and direct. You have to stop sinning, repent, and you have to feel bad. You and you can't just keep on sinning. Now I stop right there because I, I I know you know we always ask, well, hey, what if you keep doing the same sin? Do I just keep going back there and Lord forgive me or Lord? Mm mm. Uh uh. As long as you are continuing in a sin, the words say you cannot get a prayer through. But it does say he is very forgiving when you repent and you your heart, you feel a repentance in your heart. He will forgive you. So it is pretty hard to pray. It's pretty hard to pray when you're in sin for me as a Christian because I already know. I already know. I've been you know, praying it, for forgiveness. I be better not be praying ask God for no special favors. And I'm in sin. I better just pray. That's what I how you do. You pray and ask God to forgive you and give you the strength to not commit that sin again. So don't be asking God for no favors and you know you in the, is sinning. It is not mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and, and it's ironic you say that because in, in the book that uh, God blessed me to write, I talk about that, and, and, and that is one of the things that when I was a Sunday school teacher, I recall, and, and this is in this book, I recall being a Sunday school teacher, and the pastor uh, kind of asked me to stop, step down from being a Sunday school teacher because the lesson was, does God hear all prayers? And I said no. And, you know, we've been taught that he's omnipresent, he's omni, you know, them omni. I, I don't know them all, but he, he, we've been taught that. And God hears everything, he just doesn't answer. No, he don't. And and, and I kept telling the people in, in the class, the Sunday school class, that when you are sinning, he says, your sins have cut me off from you, therefore I will not hear you. This is the New Limit translation. And I kept trying and, and I kept trying to say, and then not only does he say it there, he says it in Jeremiah, he says it in Isaiah. I gave them so many scriptures where it says God said it. It ain't me saying it. God said it. So I know when I'm doing something wrong, ain't no sense of me asking God to keep me, to stop me from uh, uh, doing something that I know I'm going to do. I don't do that. I, I don't, I, I mean, I know that he knows my heart and I am saved by his grace. But I tell you what I do not do, when I know that I am living a certain way, why would I ask God? Why would I ask God to um, lead me not into temptation? Hmm. God ain't led me nowhere. That's me doing that. Yeah. I know what I need I know what I need to do. And I'm not saying, now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that God still can't love us through it. All I'm saying is that there's no sense in me asking God, Lord, lead me not into temptation. Mm-mm, no, he He ain't. So that because I, I know that I'm going to go and do what I want to do. If I'm still a drinker, why would I say the Lord's Prayer? When I know I still, I know as soon as I get up, I'm going to drink. God ain't even hearing me because he know my heart. He know I got a thirst for that liquor. And I ain't talking about now. We can, now, I'm talking about those that have, like, if I had a problem with it. And I'm sitting there saying, now, I can be saying, Lord, help me. 
to get over this. Now, he'll hear me ask for a cry of help, but i got to put some work in in order for him to help me because the Bible says God can do all things, but you have to be willing. He can't do nothing if you ain't willing. You gotta at least make some effort, and God will God will carry you. He will help you along the way. If you're sitting here saying that, I can say, Lord, uh, I, I I I can say, Lord, I, I'm I'm not gonna drink no more. Forgive me for drinking, and and I'm done. Well, I've been drinking for the last twenty years. I don't know nobody that can quit like that. So maybe I need to go back and pray, Lord, help me to get beyond this. Help take the taste out of my mouth. Now, there is sometimes where he can instantaneously, because we know God can do things in an instant. But I know that there is, when you pray, you have to make sure your praise, your, well, let me rephrase that. Dorothy, when you pray, you have to make sure your prayer is within reason of your own self, because God already knows what you're going to do. And ain't no sense you going to him and asking him for something that you know you ain't ready to do because he already knows you're going to get up. No sooner you get through praying, your knees ain't even going to get un. You ain't going to get the ass off your knees before you're going over there doing what you want to do. So I have learned to, to, to pray sincerely when I'm asking God for something. And that's when, when I know I'm ready to give up and surrender it all to God and let it go, I pray sincerely. And, y'all, I'm telling you. He does what he says he's going to do. He will do it. He will do it. And that's when that faith comes in. You know, there's a lot of things that I have had to give up. I mean, sitting in this house, I've asked Lord to help keep me still. And Lord knows I love to rip and run. Love to. But, y'all, I'm so content now because I've I've said, I've prayed this prayer so many times, but I have just upped and hopped and hopped and hopped, upped and hopped and upped and hopped. But this time, I'm so at peace because the Lord has helped me because he knew I was ready. Now, I have been through enough, you know. He even gave me plenty of times, uh, you know, wanted to go sit down somewhere, girl. You you, you, you still want to keep doing it? You, you still don't want to spend time with me? Okay, well, let me give you a little more, a little more. So I'm just saying when you pray, make sure you pray within reason of yourself. You know you, and God sure knows you better than you know you. So don't be out here asking God for these outlandish prayers. And back to the man getting put me out of the church at the Sunday school. He got mad at me and told me that I was confusing the members. And I told the pastor, I said, excuse me, pastor, but no, I'm not confusing the members. You need to go talk to Jeremiah and Isaiah. Tell them. And go, matter of fact, go talk to God about it. Because I didn't say it. He said it. It's, it's right here. You see that? What they say? As my grandson said, you see that? That's what I was saying to him. You see that? That's God. That's not me. That's not me saying that. So I, I was asked to step down, and I'm always getting put out somewhere because I do think, like Firecracker said, I put a uh, God uses me to put a play on words, and I hate to say play on words, but I've always been real catchy with words. And when you bring light into a dark place, when people get comfortable being uncomfortable, that's what happens. And I'm always one to bring the light into the dark place, and I can make you very uncomfortable with your comfortableness. So I sat down, and guess what? That church is no longer a church. I ain't saying nothing, y'all, but I'm just saying, you don't have to worry about nothing. You don't have to say nothing. You just do what does say. If a man of God asks you to step down, you do what you're supposed to do, Dorothy, and you don't look back because you knew in your heart you were doing right, and God will take care of the rest. You ain't got to fight no battle. 
when you know that you have done right and you know you prayed and that prey was picking on you, don't worry. God will get it. Don't worry. Keep it moving. So all I'm saying is that, yeah, you, you, you're right. That, that just reminds me of how I know that some things God doesn't hear because why would he stop and listen to me? And analogy I gave, I said, well, here's my prayer. And this is what I gave the Sunday school. And this is in the book. I told the son, I said, okay, so we got to, okay, well, then, okay, if God hears all kind of pray, all prayers, we got to know who's blessing us then. We got to know if it's a blessing or if it's a curse. So I said, here's my analogy. If I ask, Lord, please bless me with two kilos of cocaine, and I get those two kilos of cocaine, do you really think God gave me that? Now, in the process of him giving me all that, now, here was the prayer, Lord, I I, I need two kilos of cocaine, but in the meantime, I'm going to make sure that I, I give my tithe, my, I'm going to get more than 10%, but in the process of all that, I'm going to break every law of the land. I'm going to get people hooked on something that ain't that other than you. I'm going to do all kinds of all kinds of favors going to come in. I'm going to accept most of them, especially the ones that I want. I'm going to buy stuff with this bad money. I don't care where they get it from. I don't care how they got it. I'm going to do all this, Lord, and you get that two kilos of cocaine. Would you say God did it? You know what, that, you know what I was told? God allowed it. I said God wasn't in it. Because he's not the author of confusion, nor is he in the midst. He wasn't even in that. You got to know, you got to learn who's blessing you. Well, you got to learn the difference between who's opening the door. Sometimes you got to turn that handle to see if that's the right door to open. And sometimes when you look inside that door and you see some stuff that's confusing, you better know God ain't in it. You better close that door and run the other way. Because one thing I know about Satan, when he opens a door, he make that door look good in the beginning. But, boy, once you walk through, that's a bad door. But you become prey at that point. You pray for something, and then you become prey because you set yourself up to become prey because you prayed the wrong way. Make sure you know what you're praying for when you pray. Be specific, and you better know who you're praying to. And if it ain't something that's going to glorify God and edify and, 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 and elevate people and and promote what God is putting in us to get out here, his true word, be careful. Be careful. That's all I can say. Don't 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 get smooth. Don't get fooled. Don't let that smooth that smooth taste fool you. I'm telling you, my son is over there. My I, I, my son is over there and I got another one gone. Uh, I, I'm just telling you, be careful. Because Satan got some good power because remember he was the he was the number one angel. And God gave him permission to go down here and seek whom he could to devour and suck up. <clears throat> so y'all be careful. That's all I'm saying. But Firecracker, you know what I'm saying? You understand? Uh, yeah, yeah. I do understand it. I'm going to give a uh, something, a true story, and then I'm going to uh, have It was this young lady I knew. I worked with her, and she was going with somebody's husband. And she got mm. pregnant. And she was praying that the Lord, after the Lord, to have him divorce his wife and, and, and marry her before her baby was born. And so I said, why would you be praying that prayer? God don't hear you. And what? back to the same thing. She really was sincerely 
hoping and praying to God. Give her somebody else's husband. Mm, now, I don't mm, know mm. how it turned out because she got fired. And I don't know how it turned out, but I, I just, I, I know God, that ain't how God works. And that's well, what I was if she did. If she did get him, she probably wish she hadn't. Because there he did with her, he going to do, go ahead. I said, that probably, exactly. Even if I wasn't Christian, and when I was in the streets, I, I knew better than that. I don't want nobody's husband. I ain't finna miss nobody's husband. If he don't respect his wife, what what am I gonna do with him? He gonna do me worse. And I wasn't I was I knew of God, but I wasn't trying to live no Christian life and I still knew better. And that's all I'm saying, at least know better. We have to learn what the word of God says, not what we think. Amen to that. Amen now, to I that. Learn what now, I have did some wrong things and asked God to fix it. But before I was praying and asked God to fix it, I said, Lord, I know what I did was wrong, and I know I'm reaping that mm-hmm. that wrong decision. But, Lord, I just ask you to have mercy on me, Lord. Lord, if you have mercy on me, I won't do that no more. But I still <laughs> knew. I knew I was wrong, and mm-hmm. I, I knew I couldn't just continue to do it and then say, Lord, you know, make this go right. No, Lord, this ain't going right. I see it ain't his head wrong, but can you save me? <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. Well, thank you. Thank you, Miss Firecracker. As always, you are a ball of fire with, with some good fire wisdom and knowledge for us all. For us all. Thank you so much. Fly guy. Fly, fly guy. Yeah, I'm still here. What, what? Now tell us, tell us, have you ever prayed and felt like you were to pray after you got to praying? <laughs> okay, let me start off because <laughs> I've been making notes. <laughs> I had to put it down a little bit <laughs> because I've been taking so many notes. I don't know what to say, but let me put it down. I, I want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving and a safe happy Thanksgiving. Um. And I really appreciate Chaplin and Firecracker. And there's there's one other lady that calls in. I, I'm sorry, but I don't remember her name. Um, but anyway, I appreciate you all. And uh, these, these are so such wonderful conversations. Um, but uh, <laughs> the one thing I wanted to mention was uh, uh, pray being pray. I think it's when I when I first read your um, post that you posted, I, the first thing that popped in my mind is this whole political situation. You know, I I don't care what your views are, or my views are, or whatever, but it's just like. Um, I've actually had to unfollow some people because, um, sorry, is there back feet here? Can you still hear me? Uh-huh, we can hear you. Okay, so um, with this whole political thing, um, 
you know, it, it, I, I post some things and this and that, whatever, but I had to actually unfollow some people because, you know, I, I pray about certain things and, but then I feel like when uh, I do that, then they prey on me. They're mm-hmm. vultures, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just like, it's like, oh, it's just, it's so, it's so ugly and nasty right now. It's, it's like, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it, but mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so anyway, that, that that's the first thing that popped out in my head when I saw your, when I saw your post, um, mm-hmm. but I have this other friend who just converted to um, Catholicism, and one of the things she said is that um, um, God guides us, but then sometimes he has to push us. You know, he guides you in the way you have to go, but sometimes he's got to give you, <laughs> give you a little, you know, like a little nudge, like, hey. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Well, honey, he been, uh, well, I'm telling you, he ain't got to push me, though, boy, honey. I am not going to keep getting pushed on. No, I'm good, Lord. I hear you. You ain't got to push me. I'm, don't push me. Uh-uh. No, don't push me. But that's a great analogy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just thought I'd say that. No, no, no. So, anyway, I was getting to this this argument. Well, it, okay, I should say argument. I was getting to this discussion last night, and um, I had brought up obviously it's about politics and you know i had brought up that um going to church was my escape to to get away from the whole political thing because you know i'm treasurer at the church now Mm -hmm. and so i i go there and it's just kind of like a a relief to me an escape to me and Mm -hmm. this was my sister-in-law and she's like, it's not an escape. It's just an acceptance of the organized religion or something to that effect. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it, 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 I'm like, no, I was like, I'm like, it, it's, you know, it, it, it gets me out of this stuff we're going through and I can go there and I can relax. And I'm like, <laughs> and I told her last night. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I told her last night. I was like, "I have keys to the church." I'm like, "I just may go sleep in a pew, so that way God can have His hands wrapped around me all night long, so I don't have to put up with all this stuff going on." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and you know, and you know, sometimes that's what you have to do. You have to steal away. So you can just be with God's love and his embrace. So you can hear him and he can give you direction and give you a little more fight. And see, a lot of people pray for patience. I have stopped paying for patience because I'm telling you, I'm beyond patience now. Lord, give me endurance because the race is not given to the swift, but to those who endure to the end. I need some endurance because I got patience. You ain't got no choice but to have patience in today's world. So I need to do it. So sometimes I, you have to steal away so you can get that strength you need. Strength is endurance. So that's, I that's get why that when you say you want to. Go ahead. No, I, I just say that's what that's why I go to the church and I, I just so I can get away and it, it mm-hmm. is an escape for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, just to get out of reality. Well, 
get out of rea- the, the craziness. And get a break. Get, get a break. Yeah. So anyway, um, what else did I have on here? Um, oh, I think I, I think I might have went through my checklist. <laughs> oh no worries, no worries. That's 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 good though. You know, well we you oh, know. But, uh, go ahead. Oh. So no, I wanted to say that. We're leaving um, Saturday for Mexico for three weeks, so I may not be on, or I may be off well, and you on. You know, we, we can go we can go to Mexico too. You can let you can come <laughs> on and say hi from Mexico. You can carry your phone with you. You go have that phone. You can drop a line and say hey, fly guy, and, and go on back on your vacation. But you can stop through well, those. You better fly that one. Yeah, okay. But I, but I just want to. I I, I, so if I'm absent for the next couple of weeks, don't think I. <laughs> it's just because I'm on vacation. It, it's nothing. No worries. Personal. <laughs> okay. Well, you enjoy, 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 but, and as usual, we gonna miss you, but we know you are gonna be back. Don't you stay gone too long? Because yeah, we gonna. I, but, I'll be calling, looking for you. Yeah, but you look beautiful as always. Aww. Oh, thank you. You're far too kind. Thank you. Thank you. All you right. wait till I really put my, you, you, man. You, you, you wait till I put my eyelashes on and my like my 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 other face. <laughs> Ooh, y'all gonna say y'all y'all gonna think y'all see that people with a movie star? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, love you, bunches. Well, hey, coach. Yes. Let me say bye. Uh, say bye to fly guy. Okay. Hey, gone? No. no, I'm still here. Okay, fly guy. I heard you say you're going on vacation. Uh, be safe and be careful while you're over in Mexico. You been before? Oh, we uh, many, 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 many times. So. Oh, okay. Well, and we you, just, you know you know the ropes, but still be careful. Yeah, and we just actually had a call with our resort today um, in Mexico and they went over all the COVID-19 restrictions and this and that and whatever and so it's it's very 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 strict so um, I I feel very I I, I feel very comfortable but cautious Um, but yeah but but thank you so much you're welcome and you have fun, fly guy, and you, you, you make sure you do everything that I would do in Mexico. <laughs> well, I might do a little more than you would. <laughs> you you about right. You do all right. Yes, never mind. <laughs> never mind. My bad. Well, we better get old TNT on here and see what he's got to say. TNT, right, are you bye-bye. available? Bye. Have fun. We'll see you when you get back. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, oh you are really gonna drop something up. So, wait. But first of all, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Uh, I'm I'm good. Um, you know, it's nighttime now, so you know you start feeling everything. I'm doing great. The procedure went well. Uh, so this is the first of my second round. Well, this is my first surgery to my last surgery. So I'm starting the trial now, 
And then a couple of weeks after that, I get the, the last surgery, and prayerfully, that's it. And I can go ahead and start getting myself physically back in shape so I can hit the road and take TPV mobile. That's where the goal is. But well, anyway. We, we, gonna, we, gonna, we, we in prayer. Yes. We in prayer. Yes, now we're going to live in the evidence. All yes, right. Ma'am. All right. Well, come on, man. Come on with it. Come on down. Well, I ha- I had to say two things. One, when it comes to God not hearing your prayer. Now, in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, and I'm reading from the New Translation, uh, a new, the Passion Translation. I, I fell in love with this passage of uh, scripture or this passage of books that was written because of how it's worded. It's worded so direct, okay. and it fits. Fits me just fine. But anyway, here we go. Chapter chapter uh, 9, I mean, verse 9 reads, But if we freely admit our sins when his light over- uncovers them, he will be faithful to give us every to give us every time or forgive us every time. Excuse me. He will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just and forgives us our sins because of Christ. And he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness if we claim that we are not guilty uh, of of sin. When God uncovers it with the light, he will make him a liar and his words are not in us. So in other words, you know, in other Mm. words, if, if we Mm. if we if we are man enough. And woman enough to admit our faults, even when we're still in our stuff. See, God doesn't turn his back on a sinner. He actually loves the backslider, and he wants the backslider to come home to him. So but th- this is what made David so significant in Scripture, and this is what made him so significant, period. David was... David was God's boy. That was that was his ace boon coon. He, you know, God loved David so much. What made David so profound? Yet he did all the sin. David was mad enough to take responsibility for what he put himself under. So a lot of us in today's time, we're not man enough or woman enough to put our stuff on front street with God. Now, how are you going to get delivered, saved, or set free from your stuff if you can't be woman enough or man enough to admit that you got issues? The problem is the church is teaching so much of cosmetic faith that people aren't ready to receive the real deal because God takes you for who you are. Now, listen, I'm not saying you continue to do the same sin over and over and over again, but God does forgive you. 70 times 7. That's a lot of forgiveness. And who of who of us would forgive each other th- that many times? I can count Polly on one hand how many people will forgive us 70 times 7. Just saying. But anyway, God is so strategic when it comes to prayer. This is going to line up to what the subject was saying on today. It lines up so well because we have to understand that, that God has a way of answering our prayers, even if we don't feel that they were, they've been answered. 
Now, we got to remember this, Coach. Number one, we got to remember that God's timing is perfect. Uh-oh. I don't think they heard that, Coach. Well, God's timing mm. is perfect. He is never late, never early, and will never abandon you or those you love. For the vision is yet for the appointed time. Not your time. Mm. Not microwave faith time time his appointed time for you to answer the prayer see god is strategic in answering prayer he will answer them when you don't expect it god will Mm. always answer it when you're at the last dollar that you're scraping up just to pick up that loaf of bread at the store god will answer your prayer when it's strategically Made Now, what we started preaching in the new church is microwave faith. Microwave faith only works short term. <laughs> Why? Because when you take the food out the microwave and you sit it out for a couple of minutes, that thing's hard as a rock, right? Because it's instant. Now, if we pray on that thing, give it to God and leave it alone, yeah, we might be going through something. Yeah, we might feel some kind of way because we needed God to answer our prayer two weeks ago. But God will answer it when you least expect it. That's the type of God I serve. I don't know about you, but I know we've been a lot of a lot of some, I'll say some, I won't say everybody, but some preachers been teaching this microwave faith, and that's why people is all jacked up, coach, and that's why you got to talk, talk the real deal and be the OMG of TPV and let them know that it ain't that simple that you gotta sometimes go through the hard stuff in order to receive the blessing. That's what God's all about. Number two, go back to the last thing God said and start there. See, so often we want to jump ahead of God uh, and, and I think God is doing, is going to do especially when we when our prayers are go unanswered and we feel some kind of way. So let me throw some scriptures in. The first for tip number one, Habakkuk chapter two, verse three, read it on your own time. Also Psalms 119 chapter 105. You can also read it on your time as well. I've learned to go back and stick close to his side because the, the word is the lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. Y'all read that. Y'all get it. Number three, do the next thing. I found that when I look at the big picture, Coach, especially if it's filled with confusion, I get overwhelmed. The answer to this is to do the next thing, then the next, and so on. By the time I've done several things, the answers I'm seeking begin to appear. We walk by what? Faith and not by what? Sight. Second Corinthians 5 and 7. And in these times that I found my faith grows the most, so hang in there when it gets hard. Hang in there. Trust God when it seems that it's impossible to trust him. You don't got to be a Bible scholar. You don't got to be a pastor. You don't got to be a minister. All you have to do is believe in God. Trust what he says. Believe in his promise. And I guarantee you blessings and provisions will come at his strategic time. So coach, I'm done. Back to you. Wow.
when you were talking about uh when you read the the, the John so are you are you are you saying I was I was left a little confused because I want to make sure I understand. Mm-hmm. So you you you're well I'll read it later. Never mind. I don't even need to go there. I, like you said, <laughs> read it for yourself to get an understanding for yourself. That's what you got to uh, do. Don't take hey, no you got, for it. Go read it. You, you got two pastors on the line right now, and I'm quite sure Chaplin and myself can break it down to you. So it is no problem if you have a question. Okay, so are you saying that God does hear our prayers? Is that what you just said? Is that what that scripture he, said? He, he he loves the sinner and the saint. He hears all our prayers. Now, it's how we use those prayers that's the problem. And if we're continuing to walk in sin and we're not doing what we promised God that we're doing, then he will not. He will He will throw you back. And he will say this, he, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. That's in verse 10, you know, 1 John chapter 1. So if you continue to keep doing what you're doing and you're not being real and true and you don't want to give your heart to God or your soul to God, then he's not going to hear you. He's going to make you out as a liar and he's not going to, he's not going to answer your prayer, simple as that, in layman's terms. So yes. Okay. So so basically he don't if you if you're not coming to him in spirit and truth, he ain't gonna yes. hear you. Is that pretty much okay. That, I, that's that's, correct. that's that's pretty much what I was saying to the people in the church. Now, I, I'm sorry, when you I know that there's some prayers that God ain't even he, he ain't even listened why would he listen to that? Mm-hmm. I, I just want to know why do you think God is answering some crazy prayers like the analogy I gave two kilos of cocaine and you get it. Do you really think God bless no. you with that? No. That see okay. that see this is this is where see this is where uh, lack of teaching in some of our churches come into play because yeah people know church you know what we all we we all when we're all young grandmama had us in the church all day every Sunday. Listening to this pastor preach and ha ha and this ha ha and all that and the, and the choir singing, <laughs> we all grew up with it, and we all know the word. And a lot of us probably grew out of it, wanted our own path, and some of us stumbled onto the hard stuff. Some of us stumbled into a life of crime. Hey, we all have stories, but see, at the end of the day, see, this is what makes God. God is so awesome. Because he can take a wretch, somebody that was nothing in the world or society will call him or her nothing, and he, and he could dust them off and raise them up into a mighty man or woman of God. See, this is what the human mind can't fathom, and this is why God, the God we serve doesn't make sense, because if he made sense, then all of us would be good, right? So we can't, we can never figure out who God is. Because God is way beyond our understanding. We only can we can only understand maybe five percent of what God is. He's not only God, but we got Jesus Christ, and then we got the Holy Ghost that lives inside of us. So we we got God in three persons, but activate as one. See, this is the thing. See, people don't understand how powerful God truly is. And we throw cliches out. That's what it is, coach. We got these cliches that we learn that we keep in our back pocket, and then we throw them out when it's convenient for our sin. Uh-oh. Somebody going somebody gonna to cut you off, coach. 
Y'all better get this pastor off here. But I'm just saying, we throw the cliches out like they're dirty laundry, and we expect there's supposed to be power behind it. It's a cliche. It's not power. But we learned them for centuries. We've learned them for years, and we use all the cliches to, to get lit or to drink on that bottle, or to have extramarital affairs, or, you know, or to j- just do what we want to do, and we throw a cliche, well, well, uh, God's got it, he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time, do you actually understand what you're saying? Half the people don't, mm. coach, that's why we got a lot of issues right now, you got to study mm. this word, you have to have a relationship with this word. That's the only way you're going to understand what God is actually saying in the cliches that we hear in the church. And I'm sorry, a lot of the pastors and bishops and apostles that are ahead of some of these churches, we throwing out too many cliches, but we ain't throwing out no power. And that's why people are the way they are right now, coach. That's why they throwing cliches out. Oh, it's okay. God, God's got me. I can go ahead and get my cocaine, and I'm good with that. No, God ain't good with that. That's what they told you. That ain't no, that has nothing to do with God. Will God forgive you 70 70 times 7? It's in the word, absolutely. But you can't keep abusing the thing and think you're going to have grace because then God's going to hold you responsible, just like David. God loved David unconditionally, but... He reaped what he sowed. Y'all heard that? Y'all heard that cliche before, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So if if you continue to do your sin, coach, you're gonna reap what you sow. Whether you're gonna have a baby out of your extra matter affair, or you're gonna have some type of heart disease or or lung disease or 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 liver disease from drinking yourself to death and smoking yourself to death or having too much crack and having so much fun or you end up in jail for doing a crime and all this other stuff you reap what you sow see people don't want to hear that coach but that's the real deal god's word never changed we're the ones who've changed it and, and made it convenient for our sinful nature. And that's why we got issues. But anyway, I'm going to stop preaching, coach, because I'm going to take over. And I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and sit back because my wife's saying, stop it. You need to lay down. So I'm going to be quiet and let you have it. Coach, back to you. So basically, you all, what he's saying is we have got to take God's house back. All of this, this, this pop talk Christianity, this, this uh, uh, cosmetic Christians uh, putting on the, the, the good dress on Sunday and then going back and doing what you want to do soon as the soon as church is out. And, and, and this is what I find a lot of Christians doing. I, 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 I just get so I just get so overwhelmed when we all use this, even me, and I really mean it. I know even on my best day I ain't no good. But I'm trying not to be a dirty rag all the time. I know I got some dirty rags, but I don't want to be a dirty rag all the time. I want to clean up something. At some point, some got to be cleaning me up. Now, I, I mean, come on now. And that's what I'm saying. When you pray to God and you continue to go through things, what were you praying? What did you pray? When you continue to go through some of the same things, what did you pray? Why did you pray? 
That's why you all, when I say I don't say certain things to God, I mean that from the depths of my heart. I am a single woman. I try my best to stay in the lane that I'm supposed to be in as a single woman because it is better to marry than to burn. But right now, I don't foresee a husband, and I'm trying to stay, and I'm just keeping it 100% real because I am the reality coach. But every now and then, the Lord knows my heart, and he knows he's going to give me what I need, but he got to make sure I'm ready for it. He got to make sure. So why would I be over there saying, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil? So what I'm saying, Lord, don't lead me over there. And, and deliver me from evil when I done took my happy self over there to go do evil. What do I look like asking God that? God didn't tell me to go over there. I went. So, you guys, that's all I'm saying. Well, not you guys. Everyone, that's all I'm saying. Know how you pray. Make sure. Be not deceived, for God is not mocked. You cannot fool God. That's a prayer he ain't even hearing from me. When I'm sitting there saying, don't leave me at this station, I'm at somebody else's door. God ain't heard me because if he did, I wouldn't be at the door. That's that, And I'm just using that as an analogy. But I'm just saying, you you have to be you have to be sincere in your prayer. And y'all, and then it says, thou will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, yes, I really do. I, I really mean that. But if I, when them people say, Lord, your will be done in my life, hold on, Lord, wait a minute. Just a moment. And I'm just telling you, these are things that go I go through with me. Lord, uh, I, I know your will tells me what I'm supposed to be doing, but, Lord, I'm not there. So I'm not getting ready to play with you with that. That prayer is very serious to me, very serious. And we flip it around like it says that's how we ought to pray. We ought to pray that way. But if you ain't trying to live everything that you say in that prayer, Dorothy, if you ain't trying to do it, leave that alone because that is something that God gave us. That's an instruction. I don't. The Lord's Prayer is not a prayer that we should just be throwing around like it's some kind of lightweight whatever. That model prayer, now I'm not saying you can't do it, but I'm just saying for me, that is a very sincere prayer to me. There's a lot of things in there uh, that I want to say, but I, I, I try not to I, I, I try not to go there. And and, and, and let me just let, let the chaplain say something because I know he can probably bring some more light to this. Chaplain, are you still available to, to give us some feedback? Have you heard um, us talking about um, the God hearing our prayers? Yes, I'm still here. I'm listening. I'm learning. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, um, just give me one moment. Give me one moment. So, yeah, he'll be right back. But but I'm just serious about the Lord's Prayer. Y'all really read that prayer and really read it says this is how you ought to pray. But you got you, you you know, learn how to pray for you. That is something you should pray. Yes, yes. But when you're willing to do everything that, that prayer says, uh, by all means, but it, you don't 
you don't have to pray that prayer. You can say, Lord, let me tell y'all, sometimes when I pray, sometimes you know what happens with me? I get up some morning and I just don't, I say, Lord, I don't even know what to pray for. I don't. Lord, just, 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 just keep me covered. Lord, protect me. Lord, you know. You know what I need. When I don't know what to pray, y'all, I don't start making up stuff because I know my prayers get answered. They get answered because I don't play around with it. He knows when, when, when Dorothy, Patterson, Brown, Maynard, whatever, what, well, I'm Patterson right now, all the mother night, when she prays, he knows his child's voice. And it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. Because he hears his child's voice. Because his child don't come to him with foolishness. I don't go to God with foolishness. I just don't. I go to him with a sincere, clean heart. And I'm telling you, when I go to God and I'm in that real, that for real showing up ugly cry prayer, I go there seriously. Because I'm getting up at in expectancy, and I have a right to hold him to his word because guess what? When I get that ugly face prayer and that ugly cry, I go to praying and I go to praying using his scriptures, his word, because he is not a man that should lie, and his word ain't going to come back over, and it doesn't. But guess what now? Like Pastor, like, like TNT said, you you have to know, like a lot of people say, they've been talking to say God comes on time. Well, ain't nothing on time but man. God comes in time in my life. When I'm at my last breaking moment, God comes in time. It's just like a doctor. And they can say that they're going to have a surgery at 11 o'clock. But if God say it ain't going to happen at 11 o'clock, it's going, he going to lock it. If something's not good for you and you pray, Lord, if, it, if it's not for me, Father, if it's not for me, protect me. And guess what's going to happen? That surgeon going to be ready at 11 o'clock and guess what God's going to say? He's going to come right in time and say no, it's not going. But the doctor was on time. See, that's what we got to mm-hmm. learn. That's what I learned. Doctors every time. But God comes in time in my life. Thank you, Lord. But go ahead, Chaplain. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Amen. Bless you. Bless you. No, this is, you know, we're learning from, you know, where everybody has something to bring to the table so we can all eat, you know, and I'm never too big to learn, you know, and I talk to a lot of clergy, and I just remind them that uh, we're still human beings, and we got to wipe our backsides, and we always have to stay humble, right, and, and constantly, mm-hmm. Jesus, said, Jesus said we should learn of him, you know, Jesus said learn of me, so it's just an everlasting class, you know, but mm-hmm. prayer is a mystery, I won't even attempt to try to teach it. It's a mystery. It's just too mind-boggling. God answered the prayer of a Canaanite woman who had a daughter who was vexed with a demon. He called the lady a dog, and she still got her prayer answered. So I don't know. I I can't even figure this stuff out, y'all. I'm just like, okay, Lord. I mean... He's God. He could do, he could do whatever he want to do, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it doesn't give everybody this free pass to do whatever they want to do because there's a there's a penalty for sin. Mm-hmm. And we see that in Scripture when people didn't repent, sometimes they were just utterly destroyed. Other times mm-hmm. there was curses and plagues. 
So we definitely don't want to play with this, but the mercy and unmerited grace of God is unprecedented. I can't even, I can't even teach on that. I mean, that's just, I can't, I'm not that good. I'm sorry. But it's a mystery. Um, Jesus said my house should be called the house of prayer. Um, prayer is not just us got our little prayer list and marking stuff down on it. It's, it's deeper than that. That's cute. That's nice. But it's, it's a whole lot deeper than that, you know. And um, the the best way I know how to pray is death to myself. I, I got to give God myself because he said mm-hmm. deny myself, take up my cross, and follow him. I have to give God me. I have mm-hmm. to give God things that are a sacrifice. Abraham gave up Isaac, right? He was going to make an altar mm-hmm. to God. He was willing to give up his own son. See, I think we're holding back things from God. That's why we're not seeing the spirit rise up in us. Jesus said in Matthew sixteen twenty-five, he talks about whosoever keep his life shall lose it. But whosoever loses life for the gospel shall find it. So if we're keeping, now this is the part that he showed me. If we're keeping the bad attitude and we're keeping the unforgiveness and we're keeping the perversion and we're keeping the secret sins and we're keeping the lust, you see those things that's of our human nature, which is sin, that's why we have to be born again. If mm-hmm. we're keeping our life, if we're keeping our ambition above God's will, if we're keeping our will above his will, that's a problem. He said you're going to lose. But if you mm-hmm. lose your life for the gospel, then you're going to find paradise. You're going to find me. So we have to evaluate self because there's too much junk in the trunk, like the kids used to say. In New York, it's too much junk in the trunk for God to really move on a lot of us, mm-hmm. right? We gotta, we gotta really be humble. David, Pastor Chris talked about David. You know, David was extraordinary because he didn't fool around with God. He made his mistakes, like all of us will and and have done. But at least mm-hmm. he dealt with his sin. You know, mm-hmm. he said against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, O God. You know, created me a clean heart, O God. Renew the right spirit within me. You know, they're dealing with it. He's mm-hmm. dealing with it. We got to deal with it, our stuff. You know, I'm a preacher of the gospel. I didn't ask to come here. God had a plan for me. He scraped me out of the streets of New York. So, you know, I'm going through all these different things and learning faith and learning in years and get married and have all these children, then have this thing happen, not married anymore, this family tragedy, and I get bitter and unforgiving. Now, I'm a preacher. I know better. But the situation was so extraordinary, you know, I kind of gave in to my feelings. And I was in a bad place, and God didn't give up on me. You see? He didn't give up on me, even though I was in a bad place, even though I was his preacher, even though I was somebody he called out of sin. But I had to work through it. I had to work through it. So even though we have these things that happen, 
God just has this awesome way of not giving up on us when other people have given up on us. They walked away. So he deserves us to really do some self-evaluation, right? Because God wants Mm -hmm. all his sons and daughters to be anointed. He wants all Mm -hmm. of us to bring forth much fruit. He wants all of us to prosper. Your pastor shouldn't be the only guy with the bins. You should get one too one day. Your pastor should be the only one that has money and great vacation. You should get one too. And you have to understand, God wants the best for us. He gave Jesus. How, how could he not want the best when he gave his only begotten son? Mm. If we are not where we think we ought to be, take a look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And that person you see in that flesh suit, that's your enemy. Because human nature defies the word of God. Paul said, our flesh are enmity with God's spirit. Enmity. Mm. There will never be an agreement with the flesh and the spirit. That's why he said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Amen. And he's mm. so blind he said, I got to go in my mother's womb a second time because he's trying to intellectualize the <laughs> word. <laughs> right? Yeah. So he's trying to intellectualize the word, and the word is spirit and life. So I'm going to say this last thing. God is raising up sons and daughters to tear down the works of the devil in their personal life first, then in the church. Some of us may have to die for the gospel. Some of us. Because the kind of ministry that God is raising up in this hour, we have to come against the Pharisees and the scribes. Because the Pharisees Mm. and the scribes in ministry in our country, let me deal with America, they are holding people back from being blessed. Hello. And God is raising up prophets and prophetess and men and women who love him because he first loved us, not afraid to turn over tables in the church. Now, this is not something that you're always going to hear, but you're hearing this for a man who is sold out to the gospel. Sold out. There's been many reasons for me to quit and back in. But God's hand is on me and is on you. Mm-hmm. When you've been thrown out of churches, when you've been called Beelzebub, when you've been going through all these things in ministry and you're still bowing to the name of Jesus, you are chosen for such a time Hello. as this. Hello. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You're chosen. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank God you. will send the help with the right heart to see you. In the sight of Jesus, for the work of the gospel, guarantee it. You won't have a lot of people that see you like that. But he will always send one or two that will definitely help you birth and finish your destiny. I'm telling you. So we need to be excited about that. We need to be excited about this woman of God, coach, Pastor Chris, we decided that God is raising them up because we need righteous sound waves, righteous right. sound waves in ministry, radio, TV. There's so much contamination. There's so much 
filth. I heard a very profound, great leader of the gospel in this country. He said, be careful of all this Christian television because a lot of it is not of God. Now, he got it. He took hit. Pastor Chris, he was persecuted. His name is Benny Hinn. Oh, yeah. Benny Hinn said, I repented of God because I was doing it for money. He said, I asked mm-hmm. God to have mercy on my baby. I heard him. He said, I asked God to have mercy. He said, and I'm going to lose a lot of friends, but I don't care. I fear God, and I'm repenting of my sin. I said, now, see, go. that's what I'm talking about. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. So God wow. is wonderful. I bless him. You guys are just, and women are just blessed. I'm glad that I've been connected because it's been lonely. I've been living here 15 years, Pastor Chris. It's, you know, it's, it's, it gets some lonely days because everybody, oh, yeah. you know, they got their own agenda. But God knows how to link you up with the right men and women of God. So I'm grateful, man. I bless you. Bless you. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, you guys, it's getting the hours drawing near. And I just like to leave you with uh, a couple of things. Um, so that way, when you pray, perhaps you won't feel like you are to pray after these three things, these four things that I leave you with. First of all, like you said, you got to be deserving. So let me tell you what you have to do. This is what I have to do for me. I had to understand. I had to know that I deserve the best in order for God to give me his best. I had to learn me. I had to learn God's word so I can understand how, oh, no, how, well, my phone went dead. Okay, Chris, can you still hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Let me let me um do this. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll go back to tell them. But the the four things is I had to learn how to know that I deserve the best in order for God to give me His best. And then the last thing when I pray from when I pray now. I pray for three things in one. I pray in the spirit, which is holy. And then I pray in truth, which is to God. I give him my truth. And I pray in love, which is for Jesus. So when you do those things, Dorothy, good things happen for you, through you, and with you. And that's what I encourage people to do. Pray in spirit and truth and with love. And know what you deserve. So God can give you his best. You got to know you deserve the best in order to get the best from the best. I'm not going to give somebody my best and they don't deserve it. And you ain't got to get good right away. You ain't going to. I'm just saying make steps. And he will keep He will keep blessing you accordingly. And before you know it, once you put that hundredfold thing together, you give alms, you pray, and you fast. The sky's the limit to what God will do. You all be blessed. Thank you. And God is good. And thank you to everyone that was on here. You guys are rock stars. I appreciate you, and I cannot do it without you. And I sure miss Miss Holly Star because I knew she had a good word for us. But, again, we will be back next week with something else. Let's just I can't wait to see what God gives us next week. Thank you all. Love you. Can't do it without you. Without you, you guys are amazingly wise in God's infinite wisdom. Thank you so much. Good night.
Radio, Central Texas. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.